from Plant Lab in Austin, Texas. This is Stacker News Live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Stacker News Live. I'm Car with my BFF Keon. How's your South by going? Is it even going yet, dude? It's it's chaos. Stackers, it's chaos outside. It's literally chaos outside. You have no idea. Me and, so- me, and, me and Topher like literally had to like, yeah, just like fight through people and traffic. It's uh, just to get in here. Is the conference going on though? I thought it mm-hmm. was, it's already going. Yeah, it's uh, already kicked off. So like, I think that okay. this is like the tech EDU portion. Then Monday, then they'll leave. And then all the cool people will come and then they'll leave. Then the movie people will come and then, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've seen, I've been seeing the traffic. I saw a bit of like the roads blocked off, but I haven't been outside since like 7 a.m. this morning. So good luck on your welcome. I know it's pretty, I mean, the most annoying thing is like, like I have to like avoid getting hit by like the pedicabs that are like on the walkway. But other than that, it's pretty, yeah, it's just louder in general. The city is like a lot louder, which is my main gripe probably but so you're sounding like an austinite already get yeah. off my lawn go back home cool let's let's get into the top five stories of the week here on stacker news live our first stop story is my first bitcoin pr this is from ezekius still can't pronounce his name on march 9 22 comments 3931 cents and this had a lot of um churn on it what's going on here yeah well exius is is a pretty active stacker and uh He's contributed to Stacker News too, and you know one of very few contributors uh, to the open source project, and has made some some pretty good contributions, um, and uh, also got a Bitcoin PR merge. So since since he posted this, this was actually merged. Uh, it's a very simple change, very small, just changes uh, a command line parent, like makes a command line parameter a little bit more concise and or better coding standards uh than it would be otherwise like uh rather than like hard coding a value here he uses string interpolation and that's really it's just like a little one line change in the cli that's um, so cool though like this, this this gets more people you know, contributing, right? I mean, yeah, this is a, it's a, his foot is in the door now. He is a, he is a Bitcoin core contributor now. Love it. Congratulations mm. on that, man. That's, that's awesome. What did the stackers say about it? They have anything. Um, yeah. Everybody's just kind of congratulating him. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. Authoring code is nice and all, but reviewing code like you did on many references to PR, I'm sure is what should be celebrated. Reviewers are like the real heroes. Cool, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Very exciting stuff. Uh, I actually got to meet Exeus uh, this past week. Him and I had a phone call. Really? We discussed him maybe joining uh, Stacker News. Whoa. But he's he's a busy person, obviously. He's a Bitcoin core contributor now, so he's got a lot on his plate. We'll see We'll see how it works out. But I, I will say this, uh, if you're listening. Um, Keon's wonderful to to work with. I do this every week with him, and then... He helps me around the lab with stuff. So it's, um, he's wonderful to work with. I think he's made, honestly, dude, I've never told you this, but you've definitely made me a much better, uh, efficient, uh, individual to the time, the time I've known you. So it's it's true. Um, so I would say like, if you're considering, you can learn a lot from him. Hmm. Cool. 
Our next top story is Darth Coin Translation Guide. This is from Siggy4746 comments. I can only imagine what this is going to be. 7,400 cents. What's going on here, Keon, with Darth Coin again? Well, Siggy47 and Darth Coin are probably two of the most one of the two of the most active sackers that we have now. And uh and so Siggy is obviously quite familiar with Darth Coin, but he's basically translating Darth Coin for people. Because we know we know people have a pretty strong reaction to Darth Coin. He's like my number one requested block. For, wow! Like people really? will reach out to me on Twitter. They'll like DM me and they'll be like, "Hey, how's that block feature coming or that mute feature coming?" And I'm like, "What's going on exactly?" And they're like, "Well, it's Darth, it's Darth Coin," because you know it's people who have a little maybe express a little too much sympathy to altcoins and Darth tends to have a pretty strong response. And then after that, Darth pretty much you know, uh, dismisses you entirely. But anyway, so, so uh, Siggy made this great, uh, translation guide for people who might be offended by Darth to help them understand him a little better. Um, so when he says you're a fucking moron, what, what maybe someone who was a little more polite might say is I think perhaps with regard to this particular issue, you are mistaken. I mean, he's kind of exaggerating, but yeah, Darth coin will call you a moron when, when you're mistaken and then when he calls you a fucking chick coiner, he's really, you know, maybe just pointing out the differences between Bitcoin and other coins. Um, but in general, it's just kind of hilarious, especially to people who have been on, on stacker news for a while and are familiar with Darth coin. This is how I read Darth coin. When I read him, I don't read him as angry as it might seem. Like if you were talking on the board like this, I'd be like, what, what's going on with car is something wrong. But yeah. when Darth, with Darth coin does this, I'm like, this is how he communicates. This is what this is. He's, he's one of the perks of stacker news. You get a personality. I mean, in the Bitcoin on Bitcoin Twitter, there's personalities. I mean, some people make their whole livings on these things. Uh, and Darth, it looks like he's stacking. Yeah. He's like the Gordon Ramsay <laughs> of Bitcoin. Like, the coin. <laughs> I, like I said, a couple episodes ago, like people knew him at ABC, man. Like people were, he's, He's a popular figure. He's a popular figure. There is there is one comment. Um, he, Darth Coin said he goes, "Yes, indeed, I do not like to kiss ass of anybody with nice kind words. If they do not like my style of saying things directly, I don't effing care. Is their problem not mine?" And then some guy underneath him says, uh, "Indeed, translation. Indeed, my comments can be screwed <laughs> at times. However, <laughs> considering that time is fleeting, Bitcoin is scarce, and if you can't understand that, then eat turd, f tarts. Did I do it right? Yeah, close." close um all right our next top story is maybe treating housing as an investment was a society shattering mistake this is from byzantine 21 comments twelve thousand sats wow what is this yeah so it's a really good article if you haven't read it yet but it kind of expresses i think what are a lot on a lot of people's minds especially i mean everyone right now is either likely renting their housing situation or they own it and are paying a mortgage I mean, maybe you're very wealthy or maybe you have great parents who let you live in their second home or something. But most people are grappling with this issue. Uh, housing prices are incredibly high right now. Rents are incredibly high right now. Uh, and it's kind of tied to this. The, the, the article makes this uh, argument that it's tied to society having this point of view as a house being an investment and kind of breaks it down a little bit like what. What's the, not really what's the alternative, but like, 
the the tr- most of the trouble it causes to treat housing like an investment, and that we can't exactly on a dime switch it to not be an investment because there are lots of people that are reliant on um, their housing prices going up because. For instance, poor people who own homes, like a disproportionate amount of their wealth is like locked up in the house to be doing them a disservice. But then again, there are a lot of poor people who don't even own homes because they've been priced out by housing getting treated like an investment. Anyway, it's a it's a mess. I know I was just talking about last podcast. My rent has gone will have gone up 50 percent in the next in this over a year over year. And I'm living in a smaller house that's older um, that's, uh, farther away from downtown, um, and, uh, doesn't even have central air, but I'm paying 50% over. So that's like, that's kind of the housing situation right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I love this comment from, uh, Chung King Express. He says, yes, it was a whole generation had been cut off from home ownership. He goes, that said, though, I missed the chance to buy affordable real estate. The opportunity now for me is to buy Bitcoin. I'm in his situation, quite frankly. 2019, 2020, I had this opportunity to buy like a $120,000 house. Um, it was a little bit up north in Austin, but dude, I should have just bought it. The reason I didn't do it was because of the, the, the piping was bad. Like I listened to a relative that was like, oh, no, don't don't be paying that because you're going to have to redo the whole pipes and all. And now looking back on it, I should have just bought it. And like, it would have still been cheaper to redo pipes or whatever, but the problem was with plumbing. Um, I, I look back on it. I'm like, man, cause now that same property, those properties in the area is like three times as much. It's it, wow. like, I missed my shot. Uh, mm. So now I'm like Chunking Express. I'm just stacking sets, you know, staying humble. Yeah. But you might also, you might not be, in Bitcoin right now, you might be so fiat trying to pay that mortgage after you got your pipes fixed and everything. Maybe you'd be super distracted. Maybe I think it got, would probably be cheaper than my rent right now. Like uh, I'm not paying that much, but like I think it'd be cheaper. Mm. Or about the same, I would imagine. There would be the there would be the the drive, right? But still That's you, what I mean. Maybe you yeah. know, maybe you didn't go to that go to a meetup that was was critical oh, see, in your career. Maybe you aren't downtown all the time in the Bitcoin scene. But you got a home that's worth three times as much. Now you're, now you're, you're doing that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's worth. I don't think home ownership is worth it. Really? Yeah. Like at all? I think if you're like, if you have a lot of money and you have, you could pay someone to take care of the issues, and you don't care about the cost of that, then it might be okay. But I've like, I've rent. I've never bought a home, but I've rented a home where I was effectively my own landlord and basically had to like renovate it. Really? And it's a pain. Yeah. I, I basically flipped the house without owning it. Like I did, I redid the entire, renovated the entire thing. Uh, a lot of doing a lot of the work myself and it's just, it's a pain. I never want to do it again. I just want to move in somewhere and for it to work. And when something's going wrong, I want to call someone and they fix it. I, I have friends that, that own houses and there's a little part of me where I'm just like, man, this looks really comfortable, but maybe, maybe that's not the life for car. Maybe it's supposed to be low time preference, you know, run a Bitcoin startup, that kind of thing. Maybe that's just my life. It's not that comfortable. I don't think it's that comfortable. They kind of make the argument in the, in that essay where it basically describes the situation where you're, you know, you're, you're degrading the house over time. If you want to actually have it maybe retain its value, you have to kind of sell it. You kind of, you you either have to sell it or you have to kind of keep it from wearing and tearing. 
and uh it's a it's a lot of it's just work i don't know i don't i i i understand the impulse to buy a house it seems like the normal thing to do but then again i I I haven't done it. Then I probably there, there's one I'm really, too poor now to do it. There's so. one really good place that's uh here in the Mainer area of Austin that's like really nice, dude. It's called Whispering Village. Um that place looks really nice. Is there a reason for the name or is it just a random name? Like if you go if you go over there, like it's beautiful. The houses are re- reasonable for today's is this the prices. Place Nick was talking about? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Sorry, Nick. It's all going to get, wow. get bought up now. All of the three stackers who listen He's, moving. To yeah, the three stackers. Yeah. But now that's where, that's where I would go now. It looks pretty good. Oh, the other thing is. This ex- is not investment advice. Exia <laughs> said that he listens to the podcast and he says, keep it up. He's like, even though he said, he said, even though your viewers aren't very high, view numbers aren't very high. He's like, it'll get there. It's It's good. It's. Oh, you the the show you mean? Yeah, he said he really liked it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's. I think I think we've gotten better. Last year was really terrible. A lot of the show, but like we got a we got a rhythm now. I mean, I was great the whole time. Yeah, that's true. I mean, mean, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Car sucks. (laughs) (laughs) The number one. The next top story is the number one magic roulette. Martin Martigel. This is eleven thousand five hundred cents. Twenty three comments from Boobin Check. What is this? This is really cool. This, he kind of describes roulette. I have no, I didn't, I don't know about roulette at all, but it's really, it's actually a really fun read. Oh, you mean like the casino? The casino game. Oh yeah. I love roulette. Do you play it? You play it? I've played it many times. Really? Yeah. Have you ever won? So we, Corpus, I'm from Corpus and we had this casino boat. I talk about this story all the time. I was down like $700 back in the early 2000s. I went with my brother to this casino boat and you fly, you fly, fly out, you, you, you go out like 50 miles and then you can gamble at that time. You can't gamble. Like you have to gamble yeah. like outside on, of on the international waters. Yeah, international waters. <laughs> okay. Anyway, down the whole night, my brother like re upped me like 200 bucks. Dude, I came back, I came back wow. and like cleaned the house with the roulette table. But wow. yeah, you play odds. It's just like red, black, double zero, zero, all those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun, dude. I've never played. I don't let myself gamble because I have like an addictive personality. But yeah, I don't gamble anymore. But uh he uh he basically breaks down the odds, I think, in this particular type oh. of roulette. Um and uh, Oh, a lightning roulette? Yeah, there's Is a lightning this? roulette. You've never seen this? No. Oh, denied. Yeah, it might be because it's it, you can't do it in the United States because it's illegal. <laughs> yeah. But I've seen this. I've seen this linked to several times. So I know it exists, but uh, they let you play with very. They pl- let you play with a single sat. And oh, cool, dude! Yeah, up to a oh. limit of two hundred k sats. And so he's like, you can you can really play around with with uh, roulette strategies in the games because you can mess around with very small amounts. And I guess there are there are particular strategies in roulette. In, the, in particular, the one he discusses here, which is this Martigale strategy that allows you to basically not play and not lose money eventually. If you like play long, you play long enough, you'll at least recoup your money. Is uh, that why I probably did it on the boat? It's because I just played long enough. Like I threw, I, I lost my money initially. Then my brother re-upped me. Then I played again. And I won it all back. So that's what you're saying. No, no, no. It's like a very particular strategy where you like double your bet every time you lose. Mm. And then you eventually win. Uh, given given that you're doubling your bet, you eventually win your previous losses. So um, Vintage says, this reminds me of the St. Saint, Saint Petersburg paradox. Imagine a coin toss game where the prize starts at a dollar, 
and doubles each time you correctly predict the toss. How much should one ch- charge to play this game? Hmm. I don't know. These guys are like uh, stats wizards, or in particular the author of this, uh, Bubeni, because he like re- it seems like he he has no issue describing this. He describes it like I would describe you know, what I, what I ate for dinner mm-hmm. yesterday or something like, and, uh, I think that's pretty awesome. I never got that deep into probability theory, uh, like this, but, or a game, uh, specifically games, yeah. but it's pretty, it's pretty, it's a really fun read. He's since done, I think three or four more on different types of roulette. What does he do for a living? Does he do like maybe, Oh, it just says that he's a volunteerist with an interest in Bitcoin 3d printing hydroponics and self-sufficiency. That's cool. You know, those multifaceted Bitcoiners, but it, it apparently also wrote this in another language. Mm-hmm. I suspect Czech, given Czech is on his name, mm-hmm. and uh, translated it with a translation tool. And it still reads really well, whatever translation oh, cool. tool. Yeah, he used deepl.com slash translator, it looks like, down there. Cool. I didn't even know they had that. Nice. Yeah. Great post. Uh, the next top story is... ELI5, what's happened to Silicon Valley Bank? This is from Felix, 14 comments, 6,316 cents. Keon, what is going on with all this stuff? I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know a whole bunch. I mean, we can kind of, we can kind of imagine. So this, this ELI5 sort of explains it. From what I understand, it's a, it's a poor explanation of what has actually happened. Oh, really? okay. But he basically, he, Felix says that what happened is uh, with with its fractional reserves, what happened to Silicon Valley Bank bought uh, U.S. Treasuries, and then those U.S. Treasuries lost value. And I think in order to keep their reserves at the right levels, they ended up having to like uh, sell some of them to avoid further losses. And then they also had to sell their own shares. And then all of this triggered a bank run on Silicon Valley bank and effectively uh, ruined it. It's now out of business entirely and the F it's been uh, like acquired or whatever, or possessed by uh, the federal deposit insurance commission. So it looks like number five. I didn't know this. He said in 2021, 2020, 2021, when JPAL kickstarted the money printer, a lot of VC money poured into startups and thus into SVB. So we're Silicon Valley Bank. Silicon Valley Bank didn't know what to do with this money, so they purchased U.S. Treasuries. Basically, everything you said. But I, this is me. Just I mean, I'm not a financial wizard, guys. <laughs> but Keon, when um, when people raise a lot of capital for a startup or even a VC, when they have a lot of capital to, to distribute to startups, shouldn't they allocate um, some of that money in different banks or in different forms? Because um, doesn't this make sense for? them to put some of it in treasuries and some of it here. Or, I mean, it, or makes no. sen- it makes sense for Silicon Valley bank to put it, put some of their money in treasuries. Presumably those have like relatively okay. risk-free rate return, but your question about like what startups should do with their money or I, NVCs, it sounds like NVCs. Yeah. Yeah. They should be probably diversifying into several oh. banks given the risk of a uh, bank run because of the 250 cap. Is that what we're looking at here? Because it's only government only covers up to 250. That's is part that- of it. But I think the other part of it is just in the case where one of these banks fails and you're not able to get your money out before they shut down, like in the, in the case of Silicon Valley Bank, what happens now to people who had more than $250,000 in Silicon Val- Valley Bank, which are a lot of people, 
they now have to go through bankruptcy bankruptcy oh, proceedings wow. to even get that back. And that could take gone. years. It could yeah. take a very long time. Yeah. So, but I know I know VCs who are like, "What's going on with Silicon Valley Bank? They got they got their money out. They're talking about other other banks possibly having issues and getting their money out of there." I just got a I just got an email from Mercury saying, "Don't worry, guys, we're fine." Uh, I don't, I don't use Mercury, but I, or I use Mercury for another, for a past startup. And so I got this email got an email from Stripe saying, oh, we're so sad for you guys who lost your money with Silicon Valley bank. Cause I used to use Stripe for another project. And they're like, we, we're sorry. We encourage you guys to use Silicon Valley bank. We, you know, anyway, it's a, it's a huge mess. Like, where do you put your money now? Are more places at risk? Probably. Is it this? Is it a Lehman style risk? It doesn't like. I don't know, man. So. I was scrolling, or I was doom scrolling Twitter earlier, and it looked like there's a lot of startups that we know yeah. in the tech space that are affected by this. I think they're Jay Powell's going to have to come in and do what he does best and start printing, right? I mean, I think no. I think I think the government. I think I think the mainstream hates tech. I think like, oh, and wow. I don't think there is going to be any saving. Wow, for, really? Tech. Yeah. You, I think, you know, from I think a source or you, just, I don't know. You can, you, ima- I can just imagine like, like the AOCs and like, yeah, the, I can imagine all the whole crop. Who's the Pelosi. Yeah. They're probably that, yeah. popping bottles right now. I can't, can't they can't, oh, the New York wow. times. They're just like, yeah, let's do this. Let's get rid of tech. I mean, the new startups will pop up and there are a bunch of them that I'm sure mm. will get infusions of cash from their VCs. But it is, it is a, it is a problem. Like there will be, there will be, this is, this is definitely not like a, I don't know, like a trivial thing. It's a lot of money that is now effectively gone. Yeah. So that, that rounds out the top five stories. Um, the next, the next story I, w- I want to bring up is just for, you know, something that I posted earlier this week on Thriller Bitcoin. It's Bitcoin at South by Southwest. So if no one knows, like South by Southwest is notoriously, has notoriously left out Bitcoin for a really long time. Um, since about the whole boom in 2017, they only do, they only, only ever do like crypto things or they do like, you know, Let's get rid of Bitcoin mining panels, but they never do like Bitcoin only panels, like never, never, right? So this year, the the Austin Bitcoin community in town has like come together and put on a string of events all week. And what you're seeing there is all the events that are going on this week, like every single one of them. And uh, yeah, it uh, it's a lot. It's like over 14 plus events happening this week just for Bitcoin only stuff. Wow. During South by. Um, Last night there was a there was a, a random like tourist walking by Sixth Street, and they saw the mempool on at Plub Lab, and he was like, "Yo, I saw a mempool at Plub Lab." I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like there's a lot of foot traffic happening. Yeah. They don't know anything about Bitcoin. They think Bitcoin and crypto is the same thing. And everybody here in, in the Austin Bitcoin scene is doing their part to make sure that we have some events for for those people coming into town. What are your fa- what are the events you're most looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the hackathon. To be quite honest, I think that's the like the main, the main, the main event. Also, looking forward to Bit Devs just because everybody's going to be here, so it'll be cool to have like, kind of like the 20, 2020 version of Bit Devs when everybody would show up for Bit Devs. So it's going to be kind of cool. We'll have a lot of people from out of town for for that Bit Devs. I'm not looking forward to the Dev events getting crowded with like a bunch of people there to like I don't know rub elbows with other people. Like I just want. I wonder if we could 
somehow lock them out of the unchained offices <laughs> like the the nor like we have to we have a code we should have a coding challenge to enter bit devs i think oh um, so you're saying you don't want to i mean i'm like i'm considering not even going to some like really? some of the bit the bit devs and the well just the events that might be crazy yeah like, i could see that like it's just it's a lot it's a lot. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, I, I just wanted to share that. The other thing I want to bring up, this is just an amazing post that I found on Snacker News this week. It's called Apple will popularize chip implants. Here is how. This is from Insanely Free, 17 comments, 939 cents. I don't know if you read this. I haven't read it yet. So this was fascinating. Like this guy or this person created this whole post about how Apple will popularize chip implants. He goes into those air tags and how they got those popular, how they got GPS. Apparently the same chip that's inside the air tag is also inside your iPhone. And so it runs without even you knowing it, it does, even with it. It, it doesn't even on, need the internet. Yeah. It's, that's the craziest thing. So he also says like Apple was the first one to make face ID, like mainstream. They made like these air tags mainstream. He's basically, and then this is where it gets kind of like, I'm calling it conspiratorial just because like, you know, you got to go. I, I need to see the links, bro. I need to see the documents in order to like really say this is what's going on. But according to him, he literally puts in here and he says like something to the likes of Apple buys these like companies to then implement like a face ID or a touch ID into their products. And these companies are spun out of nowhere, basically implying that it's like a government. Um, oh, is he really implying that? Yeah, basically implying that it's a government spun LLC so they can then adopt this tech that they can then get into consumer hands that then those consumers will pay a premium for. Um, and so the whole post is kind of skewed in, 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 in how like this is how psychology works and this is how uh, Apple was able to get everybody under this like, you know, implying this new world order. And it's fascinating, but it's it's, it's a good read. The snackers got to the snackers really got to. Uh, you know, Darth Coin said, keep writing these amazing articles. <laughs> I like a good, you know, investigative report, even if some of it's not like directly attributing anything. But if it, it you know, it's like the National Enquirer for me. Like, okay. it's like reading one of those things. Like some of it might be true, some of it isn't, but it's like. No, yeah. I mean, I think on long enough time horizon, uh, people will do all all bad possible things. And so, you know, Alex Jones is right. Uh, you know, <laughs> But he just predicts he just his prediction is 10 years too early oftentimes. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's not it's not a bad point. I mean, I I do think it seems like they're leading the charge in terms of wearables and then and then like more invasive wearables and like body interactions. I know they're doing stuff with like their Apple Watch monitoring glucose levels oh. using a camera. I saw that somewhere. But I suspect. Yeah. Why not? Like if anyone's going to come out with a successful implant. Who else would it be? I don't, are you going to, are you going to put in a Google implant? I probably, I, I mean, I'd be more likely to, I'm probably not going to put in an Apple one, but I'd, pr I'd be more likely to put in an Apple implant than I would be a Google one. I don't one. see myself putting an implant, but, but then again, like, um, I saw when the first iPhone came out and I was like, that is too cool. I want one. What if it makes you jacked? <laughs> no, I don't care <laughs> no, about that. No. Uh, I, it, but, but like, let's say this implant, like what if it makes you really creative. Yeah, what if it like helps you like be yeah. like chat GBT, but it's like in real time and then you can interface with your phone with it. Yeah. Like then you just go up a level, you just swipe yeah. up to like increase You start that. coding. You start coding <laughs> faster. It's just, like you start basically like Neo, you just download your whole brain. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying, man. If 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 it just kind of jacks you in intellectually, I don't know how you turn that down.
Would you turn it down? Uh, probably not. I would maybe like, especially I would maybe, if everybody has it. Yeah. If everybody has it, you need to compete. I don't, yeah. Why not? I mean, I'd probably take it if it were, if it, were, if it made me jacked, but the privacy was like, I could somehow cage it or something. The thing I would be afraid of though, if they can just like literally like there's a movie, I forget which Bruce Willis movie it was, but they can literally like turn you off. Like they can send a zap and oh, then you God. just like die. No, like, that would be terrible. Yeah, that would be not good. I don't think that'll happen in our lifetime. You think we'll get implants in our lifetime? Yeah, for sure. There are already people really? with them. I mean, you know, Kyle had an implant in his hand. Oh, yeah, that's right. He had like an RFID chip. There are people who are super into yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. So maybe there's a stacker out there that can give us kind of it's like, early, a, though, like a brief rundown of all the implants that you can get right now. It's maybe a couple decades away, but I don't. I mean, I'm I'm impressed by how many people have freaking smartwatches. I don't get it. I have a phone already. I mean, they have a phone and a smartwatch. I don't get the point of also having a smartwatch personally, but people do it. I mean, I get a phone. I get a watch because a watch is more like a piece of jewelry, really. I mean, it's not really the utility is low now, but like a smartwatch, it's basically like a smaller phone on your wrist mm -hmm. that has a little more functionality maybe, but it's also really expensive. But anyway... Yeah. All right. Well, I don't got anything else. You got anything else? Uh, we have super, super uh, stat segment. Uh, top stackers this week. I stacked 45,000. Siggy stacked the next most, almost as much Look as Darth, Darth Coin, around Coin, 30. Dude, wow. He's making. Davis yeah. stacked quite a bit. I don't know who Davis is. What does he stack on? Maybe he did a bounty. Oh, he posted. Uh, he said something nice about Stacker News and people liked it. Um, 14K for Byzantine. We are all Satoshi. Uh, Bubeni from the roulette guy. Stacked quite a bit too. Lots of stackers. Joe Nakamoto also stacked quite a bit. Um, I'm the top spender again. All hail me. Now uh, spent 69K this week. Uh John Carvalho came in and spent 50K on a job, although he spent it all in like one go. It was kind of weird, but uh, he like he like did a, a job that was like a thousand sats a minute or something. And then, but he only had 50K in his mm. wallet uh, and just like spent it all out. Phaedrus, uh, next top one. And then look at the Cowboys, where we're at with Cowboys right now. <laughs> Howdy, partners. How's that, how's that going on the back end? Like, is it's, it, a, it's, it's taking off? Yeah. I mean, it, there are some oh, people. Blockchain Boog has some too. There are some people who are keeping their streaks going quite a bit. So the oh, longest. Even Austin too? Wow. The longest oh, we've yeah. had them are 38 days. So. Mm. Austin has kept his. Look at how freaking wow. reliable that is. I don't even know how to keep my hat though. And you don't want to tell me. I don't tell anyone. It's something you have to figure out. All right, stackers, it's, if you're out there, somebody make a post. Let's do this. I'm going to set a bounty for that over the weekend. <laughs> tell me how to keep my hat. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it is. Somebody figure out this this game that Keon is playing behind the scenes. I don't know. It's not that complicated. Ben Ben Carmen figured it out in like a day because oh, he? he just read well, the code. Ben is smart. Uh, okay, uh, that's pretty cool, man. At least people are are enjoying it. Twenty one days. How do you even go that long? Wow. Oh, Scoresby's there too. Cool. They're good Cowboys, dude. They know how to live in the West and keep it real. That's what's going on. Oh wow, on. yeah. People commenting live. Look at that. Dad Scout, Dad Scout said, yeah, yep, keep it going, boys. And then Shepard Mamba says, Howdy. Arts. 
Um, got our fountain boost. Uh, we got blockchain boost. He said zap. And then he also said the book with the Voss twins is Bitcoin billionaires. Great book. Highly recommended. That is from SNL 57 Airbnb bros. Okay. So, yeah. Also, did you see this? So does Jack on Stacker News? Which no, Jack? that's not, that's Which not Jack the, is? that's not the Jack. It's a Jack. I've actually went to uh, dinner. I had dinner with this Jack, but this oh, is okay. not, this is not the, Oh wow. He, he just made a 300,000 sats bounty. He's, he's asking curious if anyone is in Austin for South by, and if you have eyes on any particular meetups or events, bounty to whoever gives the best info. Well, Jack, you know, there's a, there's a post on thriller Bitcoin. Check out. Oh, it. why don't, yeah, why not? Ben you Carmen post, did. Oh, ben you Car- post, oh, okay. Ben Carmen already added. There you go. Thank you, Ben. Um, cool. All right. Keon, what are you doing this weekend? What am I doing? Uh, I think I'm going to begin packing because I'm moving next week. You need help? Um, no, I don't need, we don't, ha- you know, we don't have any stuff. So fortunately we're pretty good, lean. Uh, okay. And uh, yeah, moving. What days are you moving? Just like all week next week? Yeah, we have like two weeks. We have like our our, oh, so you're gonna take our your leases time? like overlap oh, okay. for like two weeks. So we'll be sure. chilling. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Nostra Devs, the first Nostra Devs in in Austin. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Super Testnet's gonna do it. Yeah, one of the founding uh, Nostra people. Is he a founding Nostra member? Does he consider? I don't think. Yeah, he does. I think he does consider himself like uh, early Nostra. Wow. OG he's like guy. part of the high council of Nostra people. I mean, I know he's very, he was very early. Yeah. He was very early. Yeah. yeah he wouldn't stop talking. About he's basically a uh, Peter Todd of, of <laughs> Nostra. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Stackers have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. Zap.